Hello everyone and welcome back to the Two Baggies One Lightball podcast. You're listening to the Cooldown XL in association with WBA Latest and Dom. Finally, we have a league win to talk about. We beat Sheffield United 1-0 in a you know a nerve-wracking, entertaining game at the Hawthorns. But finally, we have something to celebrate. <sighs> Mate, I mean, nerve-wracking is the optimum word there, isn't it? Jeez, Louise, I'm still I'm still recuperating. You know, we're just doing the uh, the cool down, recording that. I've got a sweat on. Uh, I've got a sweet cup of tea, mate. I feel like I've just like run a marathon. Replenish or the nutrients. Yeah, mate. That's it's the, all about uh, the sweet tea. Forward. Need to get me some orange segments, and I'll be sorted. <laughs> but honestly, I I just I, I I lived it with them tonight. Absolutely freaking lived it with them every single minute. And um, I mean, it says a lot about the shots that were had. You know, what was it like? Seventeen. Seventeen shots. That shots we had. I think. Yeah. And they had twenty-two. They had twenty-two. Man. Yeah. It was such an open game, and I think you said it in the call down. The critics were saying that it was going to be a sort of a boring game. Both teams kind of uh, going to be a bit idle, not wanting to you know go on the front foot. But it wasn't wasn't that way. And you could see from the stats. Obviously, Sheffield United they've really struggled. I think it was McGoldrick scored uh, two goals for them this season. Half of their um, goals, I believe. Half their goals we've been two, and obviously we haven't scored a lot of goals. Um, either not to that grave Jesus but um, similarly to them um, so you could see what the critics were going to think it was going to be a, a bit of a nil-niller um, not much happening but it was it was end to end and to be honest it could have been two or three to us or two or three to them at points um, but just thank God that their finishing is dog awful absolutely terrible you know if I'm Chris Wilder I go back on the training field and speak to my coaching staff and get them just smacking balls into the back of the net all week um, because the guys just don't seem to know where the goal is at all thankfully thankfully for that um, but man honestly they had so many opportunities um, to, to equalize to, to go up but so did we we had plenty and we had some um, some great bits of play uh, in the first and second half and um, it was just an end-to-end game, uh, and that's the reason why I feel like I've gone through, you know, twelve rounds with Mike Tyson. You know, uh, which who is, fights tonight? You know, who fights tonight? Yeah, I feel like I've just been battered by him. Um, had the ear bit, bitten, and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those games where we know the importance of it. We know how important the game was tonight. Every Albion fan knows how important it was. And we've done it. We've got over the line. We scored in the 13th minute thanks to an incredible performance by Conor Gallagher again. He's been an absolute bloody revelation since he's come. Um, and we've held out. We held out from a barrage of opportunities from Sheffield United. Um, stayed resolute. And we had some great opportunities of our own. It could have been, as I say, two or three to us equally as well. Well, yeah, we, we carved out some really good really good chances for ourselves and you said it there about the importance of the game and not only did we feel it but it felt oh of course the players are aware of it but it felt they actually acted on it this time so against yeah. Fulham it didn't feel like anyone turned up and we lost the game um, mm. quite embarrassingly uh, and we rightfully lost it but today we've showed up and we've had some really good performances across the park you know yeah. genuine top quality performances from Sam Johnson and you, anyone who wants to mock me in so on Twitter or anything, yeah, Sam Johnston is putting himself forward for an England call-up. No one's saying number mm-hmm. one, but Nick Pope's injured at the moment. Dean Henderson doesn't play regular football, and he's you know pulling off some incredible saves, second most in the division. Mm. You know, I think this guy's really staking a claim to at least be put in the hat to be called up for England, 
and he's we said really, it on the, really uh, improved his game. He has. We really, said it on the really cooldown. He's improved it. You know, he's commanding the box a bit more. You know, he's vocal. He's shouting at everyone. You hear him going, "Ow, get out!" And it's correct mm. because we need to. We we have a good shape. Sometimes we get lazy and we allow crosses to come in too deep. Whereas if we're higher up out the box, those balls can't come in as deep. Um, so he really mm. he's got his head screwed on. Um, Romain Sawyer's get another solid performance from him in uh, Jake Livermore's mm. absence. Um, yep. And he, he might even start the next game on merit, not only you know just because Jake's out, he might have stakes mm. claim to start another game. Um, Maybe, and, yeah. Yeah, and Dean Garner was out, but Robinson came in and proved why he can go in that team. Um, some you know Grant didn't score, but you know he's making good runs. Callum more than involved, and Matthias Pereira just is grown into the season so much. He showed glimpses of brilliance against Man United. But today, such a calculated and strong performance from him, you know, passing the ball, holding it up when he needed to, making these clever little passes, he's such a delight to watch. He's so important, and he he looks um, so threatening uh, when he drifts and he moves through the centre of that midfield. He looks so much more dangerous than when he's drifted to the side, and I feel like um, we've discussed this at moments throughout this season that um, he's kind of underutilised sometimes when he's sort of... Um, pushed and pigeonholed into this wing uh, play um, but he's so much more uh, dynamic when he's playing through the centre and he provides so much more um, to the strikers but also impetus for the rest of the midfield as well um, he's so much better when he's drifting through the centre um, but as you say it's very competitive um, in that midfield and I was very happy with the um, w- with the selection today um, I was happy with the, the five at the back system we discussed this earlier in the week on the on the previous podcast. Um, I was happy with uh, Callum Robinson coming in for Dean Garner. I thought that was a clever um, piece of selection by Bilic. Um, it meant that we could play the, the five at the back system uh, with the wing backs, but it meant that we could have a slightly more attacking threat than the previous game as well with, with Callum coming in, um, drifting off that uh, off off into that wing, you know, into pockets of space. And we know how clinical uh, Callum Robinson can be. Um, and obviously was very unlucky in the previous game and hit the post. Um, so for me, the setup was really, really good. Um, I think Billich did well. Um, the general, and, and this was something we discussed before the game started, because obviously we were using the Fulham game as an example um, of a team that were in a similar position to us. Um, and obviously how disappointing that was. Um, so, you know, it com- we... We use things like passion and drive and all these cliches, etc., etc. But it's important in these kind of games. Um, and obviously, we set up well for me. We set up well tactically, strategically. Um, every player was well drilled, knew what they were doing. Um, I like Pereira coming through the centre and not being sort of neglected on the wing. Um, you could tell that that was very a very conscious decision um, from a strategy point of view, um, and it worked very, 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 uh, very well. Um, Connor's. Um, dynamism in the midfield um, and you could tell the other midfielders coming back and um, similarly to what Jake does when Connor sort of drifts forward um, because he looks great when it's a battle of attrition in the midfield but you know Jake kind of comes back and um, fills in that space behind that Connor sometimes leaves and um, the rest of med- med- the midfielders did that I mean Sawyers tends to do that naturally anyway doesn't he because he's he's usually quite deep anyway from the, the natural style that he plays um, he sits quite deep within that midfield anyway um, so that helped in that respect. Um, it was just nail-biting stuff at times because we're not we're like defensively, even when we do play the five at the back. You know, um, Connor Townsend and Furlong played exceptionally well again today. Ajayi, as usual, exceptional. 
Uh, great distribution, as always, from the back as well. Um, and obviously, people in the midfield dropping back to fill those spaces, those pockets of space left when Ajayi makes those uh, interesting runs forward um, and creates a bit of impetus for the offence. Um, but Ivanovic, you know, I don't like talking about negatives once we've finally got our first one of the season, but um, Oli Burks made Ivanovic's life hell for the first sort of 70 minutes or whenever it was he was substituted off. And I was so glad, and I never thought the day would come, to be honest, Max. Like, um, I was glad that Oli Burke would be substituted because I thought he was a real threat. Well, to be this is, this is it. He, he had one, we said this on the on the cooldown, yeah. he probably had his best game in the Premier League. Uh, since signing for us, and not just as he like been turning Ivanovic inside out, but he's been turning the whole back five out uh, inside out because he's, he's a really quick yeah. player. Um, he just didn't have his shooting boots on today and didn't get on the end of balls uh, into the box. Um, as for the back five, um, I, I'd said I'd switch to a more sort of uh, switch to a back four, uh, bite the bullet. We sort of did by going to a five-three-two, um, which I love, and I'd love to see us play that even more. Um, Especially with Furlong, I, th- I really love what Furlong's doing this year, um, and our centre halves are really good. Bartley again, love to see an improvement on Bartley uh, come January, because uh, at times he makes you know really good decisions, but others he's getting turned inside out by George Baldock, and make you know he's made to look a fool, um, and he's a bit clumsy at times. So I'd love to see an improvement there. Uh, but as for Ivanovic, he's showed his age today, playing against such a pacey striker. But also he shows his experience. There's times when there's mm. a ball coming over and you're thinking, why isn't he moving? But he, he's calculated it so well in a way that he can stand his ground and nod it clear or actually nod it to another player. And that's where he sits there at are... the heart of this defence. So he doesn't have to he doesn't have to use his uh, legs as much and he can just be really controlled and calculated other than the yellow card at the start of the game. Yeah, that was. I mean, it's we forget about that. Obviously, we've won the game. Um, it's been a very, very open game. Uh, we had great opportunities, we've, and they had great opportunities as well. But obviously, that first three minutes of that game um, was so sketchy. Very, it's so very easy to sketchy, forget that. Very scary mm. uh, from what they were doing, you know. And they did it for a lot of the games, to be fair. But we just got better at defending them, better at seeing them balls out. They're really good at whipping balls in. And if I was one yeah. of their, if I was one of their defenders who did a lot of their distribution today. I'd be so angry that one of these yeah. hasn't been turned in um, by Ollie Burke or Ollie McBurney, you know, the two Ollies up front. Um, Ollie, Ollie. But they, uh, yeah. The back five did a lot of work for them. Um, but we just we just saw them out and we saw the game out, which was really good. Ollie could have scored a hat-trick today, mate. And I said to you before we uh, sat down to do the podcast, I said, if Ollie, Ollie Burke scores a hat-trick, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to be physically ill. It would be um, awful if he does it, that, honestly, because of how poor he was for us. Uh, for him to come again, it's it's written in the script, isn't it? For him to come to us and have his best game with the Premier League well, badge in his arm, he did. Um, he had the best. You said it. He had the best game I've ever seen him play. I mean, I didn't know what he played like at Leipzig, or you know, I don't. I didn't watch Leipzig. I didn't see wherever he went on loan. I can't Celtic remember at this Alaves, point. Of Alaves. Yeah, I'm, I mean, so I, I think the Celtic fans hated him, didn't they, when they when he was last there? Um, but yeah, best best performance I've ever seen him play. And it's just, it just it infuriates me to know that he had that in his locker. Um, obviously, he's still uh, a bit inept when it comes to finishing, but he was in fantastic positions. When Lundstrom came on, um, he looked even more dynamic yeah, for a good I, 10 minutes before he came off. You mentioned Lundstrom. I think, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, if I am, then obviously tell me. Um, but I think John Lundstrom still hasn't negotiated a new contract at the club. Uh, and I think John Lundstrom is a, is a, phenomenal, a phenomenal football player. Um, you saw it when he came on. The you know, 
they weren't just creating things from their wide backs and their centre halves. They were actually creating from the midfield, and that was to mm. do with John Lundstrom. Uh, there was talk he would be available in last summer. Um, summer, well, summer window just gone, and I really wanted him because I think he's an incredible talent. Um, and we spoke about January before. Uh, I'm not mm. going to bang on about the window because this is about the game, but that's a player I'd really like to keep tabs on because he's a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal player to say it for a fourth time. I can't um, see, I can't see uh, Chris Wilder letting him go. Um, I imagine he's going to be banging on the door at the uh, at the board level, trying to get him to sign a new contract. Um, but yeah, focusing back on the game, I mean, yeah, he was he was very threatening for them. They had a lot of players that were very very threatening, but like I say, they they ruined their opportunities. They really did, and we. In respect to us, I mean, we we got to points where we had so many opportunities and it was just great defending on Sheffield's part to keep them out. And equally for us as well, to be fair. I mean, Carl Bartley had um, a couple of... And obviously, we know any you know devout listeners of this podcast know that we are... We have our criticisms, let's say, of, of Carl Bartley. Um, but Carl had a, good, a decent game today. Um, there were a couple of, um, you know... Uh, things that happened. Um, but for me, I feel like the, the weak link in the defence today was Branislav Ivanovic. And Do you think? It was just the fact... Yeah, I really think so. I feel like his, um, his age really showed today uh, against um, you know players like Musse when he came on, but mostly against Oli Burke throughout the vast majority of that game. Oli really gave him the runaround, um, beat him for pace, which was going to happen, but I think you that's expect from a very... But you expect from a very mature defender... There are a couple of option, uh, opportunities in that game that Oli had, and it was very early runs that he had. And you feel like Ivanovic knows the way that he's going to play off the shoulder as well, um, and that he should mitigate the fact of, of having a you know lesser pace than Oli Burke um, by starting his run earlier or sort of covering the space a bit better. This is what Stephen Reid did when he played right back for us. Stephen Reid wasn't blessed with pace, but he was one of the best right backs I've seen at the Albion, and he did that every single game. Um, he mitigated the fact that he, he knew that he wasn't the paciest player, so he cultivated and created his game knowing his weaknesses. Um, but I feel like Branislav hasn't really recognised that as much as someone like Stephen Reid did near the latter parts of his career. Um, and he's kind of just feeding on the laurels of his previous successes yeah, a little bit. P- possibly. I'm, I didn't really see that from him. I, I saw, obviously, the age and obviously being you know run around the park by Oli Burke, but... I think he does do that at times. I think you're right that he needs to sort of step it up a little bit and sort of address the fact that uh, he needs to be more wary of it being at the centre of that defence. Uh, mm. But for me, uh, for me, the weak link still Kyle. I feel because um, at times he, he, you know, he's good. He's you know he, he almost scored today. After I said uh, on the podcast yesterday that he's not even getting headers on target, he put a bullet header towards Ramsdale who did well to save it. Um, so yeah. Kyle, if you do listen, then come on the podcast, mate. Um, but I think there's improvements there. Um, Connor Townsend, we don't know what the extent of that injury is, uh, which will be a big blow for us, really. Um, he's not. I don't. Like we said this before. This is the cap of what Connor Townsend can do on a football pitch, I believe. Yeah. Uh, which is good. He's playing really well. Playing out of his socks. But um, if this is an injury, then you know, is he going to bring in back Kieran Gibbs into the fold? Is he going to start Matt Phillips at left back? Is he going to start? someone else maybe Dara O'Shea so you know no I don't think so I don't think it's going to be um if if it was hopefully it's not but let's say it is I don't I can't see Phillips or O'Shea coming in and playing left or Furlong playing left back and then there's some sort of Phillips or O'Shea at right back well it depends on he's got to rectify doesn't it well whatever's happening with it 
yeah, with whatever's happening, it needs sorting out because Kieran Gibbs is a good left back, and we can't in our position we can't afford to be letting players of Kieran Gibbs's quality be sort of rotting away on the bench or in the reserves or whatever he's doing. Um, so it needs to be rectified, and this comes down to man management from Billich's side. If there is some sort of rift, um, it's unprofessional and it needs to be sorted. Um, and especially if Connor's out now, and as we say, it's, he's a player that's very much hit that glass ceiling of his ability. Um, if he has had a knock and he's going to be out for a month or a few weeks or whatever, how's that going to affect his form coming back? Um, but it needs to be sorted. Whatever this thing is um, between Slavin and Kieran, if there's any truth in it or not, um, it needs sorting and it needs sorting quickly, pretty much, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, because that that would be the ideal replacement. Uh, Touchwood Connor isn't out for a long time. Connor Townsend, we should say. Obviously, we've got two Connors on the same team now. Um, hopefully, it isn't long term. Yeah. Uh, but if it is, then obviously wish him all the best and hope that Kieran can come in and fill his place. Um, just, um, I think, a good cameo today from Hal robson Carnu coming off the bench, doing some mm. good defensive work, but also, you know, putting in the shift, running towards the... Uh, uh, running onto balls, actually getting in and picking some of those up. And when he lays it off the... Gall- first chance he had, he lays it off the Gallagher, I feel he should have shot. Um, especially when you look at the shot that went for a corner the power he generates there from outside the box you know if he would have took that shot inside the box we've seen him score last season goals like that could have easily curled it into the goal um i don't want to we don't want to harp on negatives especially in such a good performance and such a good win um but we had chances to put the game to bed today um and that's probably the biggest room for improvement i think if we find ourselves in this position again that we mm. we need that bit of insurance goal whether that comes from Pereira. um a good cameo from Kravinovic, uh, who also pushed us up the pitch near the end, um, and a lack of, not, not lack of selfishness because oh, this isn't the point where we'd want it, but you know just being smart and taking the ball to the corner when we needed to, um, mm. and going out for corners and stuff. So a good cameo from uh, all the substitutes, and I think most of the players put in minimum of a five out of ten, six out of ten possibly, uh, and it's just mm. a case of picking minor faults uh, in the team. Well, we've we finally got a win. We've popped that cherry. We've got a Premier League win under our belt. It's it's taken a while, but we've done it. Um, and you know, we've we've got Crystal Palace uh, next Sunday. Um, and you know, Palace have lost their last two against. Um, you know, they lost one nil to Burnley, didn't they? And then uh, the other night they lost um, to Newcastle United at home. Um, so they're slipping. They're slipping. A, they're slipping a little bit. And is it the perfect time to play Crystal Palace? It's the perfect time to play Crystal Palace, and it's the perfect time to be playing them as West Brom, uh, coming off a you know an unlucky loss against United, but a good performance, another good performance today with a you know you know we haven't mentioned this phrase once today, clean sheet, we've got a clean sheet yeah. today, which is really good, mm. which is incredible, which is just another boost, you know it's just another notch on Sam Johnson's belt going into Crystal Palace, um, <laughs> facing our old manager Sam Johnson's goalpost, post. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so we're uh, facing our role manager and we look good for, to uh, give him a game. Um, and mm. really, if we set up the same way, um, unfortunately for Grady Dean Garner, that means he'll be on the bench again. Um, but well, there'd be no reason to put him back in because we've gone with this and we've got a win and we've played well. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the commentary on Sky is all, what, what are Sheffield doing wrong? You know, oh, mm. they haven't put these chances away. Not the fact that we've had the same shots on target and they've only had five extra shots because they marauded us near the end when we sat back um, mm. so that's why we're here as two baggies one light bulb we're here to give 
the analysis of what we do and what we did so well today, which you won't necessarily hear um, elsewhere. I mean, Graham Souness was on about how Sheffield set up wrong for the corner. And, you know, they've cleared it and Sam Gallagher's put it away nicely. So mm. I think we've had a really good game today and it really is something to build off going in towards Crystal Palace and Newcastle, I believe, after that. Um, so there's some winnable mm. games and maybe we can just crawl our way um, even further away from the bottom three. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've we finally got we've got it out there. We've got the win. We've been, you know, sort of um, obsessed with it for a while now. And obviously, we needed to get a win. And against someone like Sheffield United, we knew how important it was today. You know, if we'd have lost today, having lost to Fulham as well, there'd have been a lot of questions about Bilic, about everything else. But um, it's not just the win; it's the manner of the win as well. We played very, very well today. We set up very, very well tactically, strategically. Um, the sort of morale of the players, the emphasis, the passion, everything um, was at 100%. Was it 100%? Um, and I think Sheffield United as well. Obviously, it was just a bit of a, a lack of quality in their finishing that was a bit of the difference. Um, but we played very, very well today. And um, you I can think only beat who's good... in front of you. You can only beat who's in front of you. Yeah. And if they're not putting yeah. their chances away, then they're not putting their chances away. Um, exactly. So it's a great win for us, and it's something to build on. Um, mm, guys, I think so. All positivity, we, mate. All positivity. Definitely all positives. Um, if you want more positives, um, not necessarily. Uh, if you want more positives, guys, go check out our other episodes because they're bangers. I Meaning they are positive. That's how we do segues here. Uh, and be sure to follow us on uh, Instagram at Two Buggies One Light Bulb. Uh, be sure to check out whenever we post stories about questions for question episodes. Um, be sure to get involved with us and comment on our posts. We love discussion. Uh, and Dom. Uh, thank you for joining me and thank you for listening guys um, and hopefully we'll build on this come on you baggies <laughs>